Are you a victim of word salad? Have you ever been around somebody where you have an entire conversation, you're left still confused about what the conversation actually was about, and that you never got to the place that you figured out what was going on, or what was the end of the conversation, or your question, or response, or what you were looking for, and you just get to the place of being like, I don't really know what's going on. Okay, well, a lot of times, narcissists will use a tactic called word salad to be able to confuse you, to be able to manipulate you, and we're going to dive into that and find out some today. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and the producer of the Clarity Challenge. I would love to have you interact with any of those. You can do that at rawmotivations.com. Today, we're going to learn about nine different signs that you're dealing with a toxic person that's giving you word salad that's making you confused about what's going on. The goal is I want to help provide clarity to you as you're going into these confusing conversations of like, wait a second, this is actually what's going on. Let me start equipping myself so I'm prepared or that I can get out of this toxic relationship or this toxic thing that's happening, okay? So as we dive in, there's nine different signs that you're dealing with word salad. Okay, we're going to be taking some of those signs, some of those ideas from the book Psychopath Free. If you guys haven't had a chance to be able to pick that up, you can check that out at Raw Motivations. We've got a download for you there. We'd love to have you interact and be able to get some information about learning about psychopaths, narcissists, sociopaths, all that. Check out the book. All right, nine different signs that you're dealing with word salad with a narcissist. Number one, circular conversations. Now, a lot of times the circular conversations, like think of it like the Energizer Bunny. Like it just keeps going and going and going and go. Like it doesn't really stop. It just continues moving forward. And you're like, what is actually happening? Like it never gets over. Like we've had the same conversation five times inside the same conversation. And we still don't have any clarity of what's actually going on. We still have no clue the solution. And you're like, I thought we just talked about this five minutes ago. I thought we just talked about this a month ago. Like why does it keep coming back up? It's the idea of like going around on a merry-go-round. Like it's never resolved, it's never fixed, and you're always going to repeat the same exact things no matter what. It might feel like, oh, like this is a brand new argument, but it circles right back to the same circular reasoning time and time again. We see this all the time with circular conversations. Side note, sometimes when you're in those circular conversations, the narcissist, the toxic person will say to you, I just think you have a problem with communicating. Red flag. All right. Number two. Okay. They aren't wrong. You're wrong. Okay. Like they aren't the person that's being held accountable. You're the one. Okay. So like you bring up cheating, you bring up something that's hurt you and they bring up something totally unrelated, something that doesn't even like match up to be able to make you think that you've got to be able to deal with that problem. Like it's not actually this. It's not really that bad. Like, let me, let me minimize the stuff that I'm doing and maximize the stuff that you are doing so that I make you feel like you're crazy, so I make you feel like you're the toxic one, and in the end of the day, you stop looking at my behavior. That's the goal of the circle of conversations and the words out of, like, let me make sure that you're focused on everything else, just not that one thing. I've had conversations with people where they've gotten to an argument or a conversation with the toxic person and they said, I just asked them if they did X, Y, and Z. And I asked them at the end of them talking about the whole conversation. I'm like, did you ever find out the answer? And they're like, no, actually I didn't. That's common, okay? Because it always goes back around. All right, number three, belittling and condescending tone. And this is the place where the narcissist takes a higher status of like, I'm the teacher, I'm the person that's in charge here, and you don't know what you're talking about. 
Sometimes you'll see them act very calm in these type of situations. They'll wait till you react, till you lash out, till you respond, till you get frustrated. And they'll be like, uh, you need to calm down. Maybe you'll see like the little like smirk that oftentimes happens with a narcissist that makes you feel and makes you think, wait a second, I'm not understanding what's going on here. And they're slowly beating you down. With this, you have to remember that conversations are competitions. It's a competition to see who can win the argument. But the problem is the narcissist doesn't play by any rules. And the, the only end goal is just to beat you down so that they get what they want. It's just a competition. So they'll use anything they can to be able to beat you down. Number four, accuse you of their faults. Like, if I can't confuse you, if I can't shift it, if I can't beat you down, then I'm just going to blame you for the things that I'm doing. I'm cheating? <laughs> no, I'm not cheating at all. Like, even though you looked at my phone, you saw a bunch of stuff that was cheating. Like, I'm not cheating. You're actually the one that's cheating because I saw you look at someone about two weeks ago sideways when we were, whenever we were in the thrift store. Literally, it can be that ridiculous. I've seen it that ridiculous where they're going to put it back on you. They're going to try to say, like, no, you are the one that's doing this. You're being abusive. You're being emotionally manipulative. Like, you're doing this. You're cheating. Like, all these different things. They'll put you back, put it back on you. Red flag. If you are there and someone's accusing you of stuff consistently that you're not doing, that means they're probably doing it. Because otherwise, where are they getting this idea from? Number five. A lot of times you'll see multiple personas. You'll see different aspects of this person release inside this word salad. Good cop, bad cop. Let me pump you up. Let me beat you down. Let me idolize. Let me devalue. Let me insult. Let me reward. Let me go back and forth. Let me push you away. Let me pull you back. Let me turn you all around and get you confused because that's the goal of word salad is make you feel confused. If you're in a conversation and you're in talking to this person and you see rage and then love and then rage and then love, that's another red flag of like, wait a second, something's wrong with this person and something's wrong with what they're putting me through for a reason. Number six, a lot of times they'll play the victim. In the word style, to play the victim of like, oh my gosh, like, you know why? Like, I, you're right. Like I do, I do lie sometimes and that's because I grew up with an abusive household. It's because this is what developed me. It's, you know, I cheat because like all my ex, you know, they, they always cheat on me and I just felt bad. Like, like you'd be amazed what comes up. Okay. But there's a lot of different things that always has to justify that it's not their fault. Okay. It has to be someone else's fault. It has to be some other reasoning, but it can't be my fault. So I have to say it's on this, it's on this, it's because of a previous abusive ex, it's because of the traffic, it's because of like how I felt, it's because I was constipated, like it doesn't really matter. They'll use whatever they can to be able to justify it's not my fault for treating you like shit. The whole goal is to divert you away from having accountability on that person. Let me change it however I can so that we avoid accountability and responsibility. Number seven, an idea that you might be, a sign that you might be dealing with word salad is if you're having to explain the basics of life to this other person in the argument. And we're talking about that. You're having to explain, this is what empathy is. This is what feelings are. This is how you are supposed to be nice. Another red flag of like, you're dealing with something that you're like, I'm having to help educate this person in a way that I shouldn't have to educate a grown adult. 
Like I shouldn't have to educate this person on how to talk nice or how to not hit or how to not be emotionally abusive or financially manipulative. Like I shouldn't have to teach this person this. If this is happening, like something's wrong, but that should be the red flag. The problem is a lot of people look at it and be like, well, they just don't have the education. They don't have the knowledge and I just need to help them understand. And if I get them to understand, then no. Because a lot of times when you try to get someone to understand, you open yourself up to be more vulnerable, to be more hurt. And the fact of the matter is just understanding the problem doesn't fix it. Just because a narcissist understands they're a narcissist, just because the toxic person is self-aware doesn't mean that they're also making the choice to be kind or that it's going to elicit any type of change out of their behavior. Number eight. A lot of times in a word salad conversation, one of the signs is they'll be making excuses over everything. Actions versus words. You'll be relieved of getting something halfway because, oh, they finally didn't excuse it away this time. They actually did something a little bit like, great, maybe they're changing. And it starts to confuse and mess up because nothing will be their fault. It'll always be someone else's fault. And last but not least, we got number nine which is typically you being left with exhaustion and confusion over the whole situation. A lot of times that'll leave you confused. That'll leave you emotionally drained. That'll leave you at a place where you're confused, oftentimes headaches, like frustration, and you end up apologizing for something that you didn't even cause. Oftentimes it's amazing how many people apologize for simply asking in a question that brings up accountability and responsibility and over a period of 30 minutes to three hours, they end up being like, I'm totally sorry. I must have miscommunicated when all they did was they asked one simple question. The problem is you get to the place where you're so confused. You're so lost. You don't know what the conversation is. You don't know what the answer is. You don't even remember why you even started the question or why you're having this discussion with this person. You get to be so confused that you no longer know who you are what's going on, why you're here. And a lot of people get lost and they lose themselves. If you want to reach out for help and talk about how we can work on you finding clarity, we have a 45 day clarity challenge that just released. You can go to claritychallenge.net to be able to see we're running it every single month to try to be able to have groups of people go through to help in their healing, but to find clarity of who they are. To take back your power and find yourself after an abusive and a toxic relationship. If you're in the toxic relationship now, it'd be a great thing for you to go through to find clarity of what you're thinking of what you're going through. Once you understand you're not crazy, you're not alone, and you're not hopeless, no matter how much people make you feel or tell you that. And the best I can tell you is reach out for help. We're here to help you on that healing journey.